Hey guys, you know what I think is funny? Not the comedy type of funny, but ironic. It's ironic that people want to make it into heaven based off good merit. However, we've lived in a society our whole entire lives where we have to meet certain credentials. Uh, the credentials aren't always the same, but we never get into something based off of good merit or being just a good person. Even when we were little kids, uh, trying to get on a roller coaster, you have to be a certain height. Or uh, maybe going to the club or going to the bar. Not saying you should do those type of things, but you have to be a certain age. What about a job? You've had to have certain type of credentials, certain um, education, certain experience to get those jobs. Now, it's all right with you that you have to meet the criteria to get in and to do those certain type of things. But when uh, somebody tells you that there is a criteria or, or certain mark that you have to hit to make it into heaven, you think, I shouldn't have to do that. Now, <clears throat> there are things like, well, a lot of people say, oh, I'm a good person. I should be able to make it into heaven. Well, I will tell you today, right now, that there are different levels of good. Your understanding of good, my level of good, is different from God's standard of good. So we can't base what we think is good based off his standard of good. So in Isaiah 64 and 6, it says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. So the best that we could possibly be, as far as a measurement standing up to God, is as filthy rags. We could never measure up. So the thing is, all of us were born in this state, into sin, into iniquity. And so therefore, all of us have fallen short of the mark because of the way that we were born. Some people might say, oh, that's unfair. That's, you know, why was I born that way? Well, here's the thing. You were born without an education. You were born without experience. It's unfair that you have to do those things to get your dream job. Is it? No, I think it's fair. And I think it's fair that we have a choice to do those things, to strive after, and to do those things that we really want to do. And I'm standing here today to tell you that if you really want to make it to heaven, there's a standard, there's uh, credentials that you have to meet. In fact, today I'm going to talk about or introduce you to uh, certain scriptures. Um, First and foremost, you have to believe that God is, that Jesus is, that he wants you to be saved. You're not going to go to anybody that you don't believe even exists. I'm telling you today that Jesus does exist and that you want to get to know him. In fact, you should begin to look at him as your only way of salvation. As it says in Acts 4 and 12, 
that there is no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. So that's Jesus. That's telling us that Jesus is the only name that we can call on to be saved. Let me uh, read you a scripture in St. John. In St. John 6 and 27, it says, Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you, who is Jesus, is the Son of Man. For on him, God the Father has set his seal. God has made it so to where that Jesus is the only way we can be saved. Moving on. <clears throat> Let's go to Acts. Um, Acts 2 and 38. Where it says, after, uh, on the day of Pentecost, after the people, uh, Peter preached, and the, it moved the people, and they asked, what must we do to be saved? He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. So, he's saying repent. Repentance is a 180 degree turn. Not 360, because you'll come back around where you just were. It's 180 degrees. 80 degrees from for you to turn from the direction that you were going and turn to the direction that God wants you to go in. It's a complete change of heart and mind that your way wasn't good enough. Your way doesn't lead to heaven. Your way doesn't have a perfect plan in place for your life. But God does. Jesus does. And the second step of repentance is also asking for forgiveness. And that's simple. And I'm not going to give you exact words, exact things to say to God for, for you to repent. It has to come from you. It has to come from a place deep down, you knowing that first that you have offended God, that you lived the life totally against him. And three, that you do need forgiveness of sins. Next, it says to be baptized in Jesus' name. Now, there are a few controversies that I've heard throughout my life over what you, who you should be baptized, what names you should be baptized under, but the name that you should be baptized under is Jesus Christ. For the reasons that we read in Acts 4 and 12, where it says there is no other name, no other name. That doesn't mean titles as far as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, but we're talking about the name of Jesus Christ that you have to be baptized under. In doing those steps, you receive forgiveness of sins for your past sins, your present sins, and sins that you might commit in the future. But that doesn't mean give you a license to sin because you feel that they're forgiven. But it frees you 
from the grief, from the penalty of sin, which is death, from, <clears throat> from all the shame and the guilt. It frees you from that so you can really worship the true and one God, Jesus Christ. Finally, if you made those two steps, Jesus Christ promises that he will fill you with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And I'm not going to dwell on that fact a whole bunch, but because it's a gift from him. And I discourage you from looking to this person's testimony and this person's um, experience as it will be authentic and unique to you. You will have your own situation, but there is one thing that makes receiving the Holy Ghost the same for everybody. He also said that whoever received the Holy Ghost would speak with new tongues. That you would speak in a language that you have never learned before, heard before, but that it would be the Spirit speaking through you. Actually, let's go ahead and read that Acts 2 verse 3 and divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance now it's taught throughout the whole New Testament the whole New Testament from Acts on that speaking in tongues is evidence of you receiving the Holy Ghost. And I believe today, if you made up your mind that you decided to repent, completely turn, change your heart, change your mind, that the Lord God, Jesus Christ, is your only salvation, and you turn to him and to follow after him and keep his commandments and just have him lead your life, and then you decide to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you will receive the Holy Ghost because it's a promise. And Jesus is a promise keeper. So if you want to be saved, if you want to be saved, meet these two credentials and Jesus will finish the rest.